This week on Retronauts, oh my god, JC, a bomb! A bomb. to the newest episode of Retronauts, No, the World Has Not Gone Topsy-Turvy. This is the second episode in the second consecutive week. So oh I'm still keeping all of my energy. And I wanted to, before I get started here, I wanted to thank everybody for all the positive comments they've been saying online. Uh, I have not found any haters yet, though I imagine there are a few. But thanks for being very supportive, and uh, thanks to everybody on the 1UP crew for helping me uh, get this started in a slightly newer direction, but not too new. Next week, we'll have a call-in episode uh, about the Super Nintendo, so if you have questions or uh, need time to think of questions, now is your time to get those in your brain, and then you can shout them at us next week. So, let me introduce everybody around the table today. Uh, I'm Bob Mackey, Features Admiral and Retronauts Duke, and to my left, there is... Mike Nelson. Um, I do all sorts of things. Okay. Terry Nguyen, or Scooter. I am the... Mess officer on a poop deck, I guess. <laughs> Ryan Winterhalter, I think Games Guru was the okay. last title being tossed around. That, that all sounds fair to me. And uh, I've assembled this team uh, because they are the most knowledgeable about today's topic, which, if you haven't guessed, is uh, Deus Ex. The game is uh, about 11 years old now, and the newest one is coming out in a few weeks, is it? Or is it next week? Two weeks. Oh, two weeks. 23. Okay. So I figured, what better time than to discuss the legacy of this uh, famous FPS slash RPG series? But before we start with that, we do have some retro news items. Unfortunately, the guy who could speak with authority on this matter is not here, but uh, 8-6-1986, which was a few uh, days ago, the anniversary of Metroid, which uh, has turned 25. So how do we feel about that? Bob, you're another white guy that likes old <laughs> games, as we've established before. Why don't you say something about Metroid? I, I like Metroid. Is that is that to suggest that like white people tend to like Metroid more than no? Uh, it's just, where is your data, sir? <laughs> yeah. No, I just have a very limited data uh, set list, which is defined as you and Jeremy. Yes, uh, Jeremy is the white guy in charge of Metroids, and when he's gone, I take over. Yeah, and, yeah, and we- Sam Claiborne over in the game help area, he, he's white, and he likes Metroid a lot okay, as well. Okay, now my data set has expanded <laughs> yeah. to add a third. Am I the only one who really doesn't like the original Metroid? Yes. Probably. And you're white. And I'm Uh-oh. white. Uh-oh. <laughs> this race theory is crumbling. <laughs> Uh, I'll admit that the original Metroid is really hard to play, and when I uh, rented it as a kid, which I did several times, I didn't rent the game to 
necessarily play it in the way it was intended to be played. I sort of rented it to explore. I didn't even know what the goal was in that game because I think most of the time I didn't have instructions. But in that game, it just was this bizarre hodgepodge of rooms and weapons and enemies that I didn't really understood, uh, understand how it all came together. Apparently Jeremy did. I, I believe he has written before about how he has his own handwritten maps from when he was a kid. I don't know if he saved them, but he was uh, one of those guys. His parents probably bought him a big ream of graph paper and uh, said go to work. Well, for its time, it's incredibly revolutionary. It's just really hard to go back to. Just... Oh, yeah, definitely. Which is why um, Metroid Zero Mission is a fantastic game. I do and love a really yes. good remake. Zero Mission. Zero Until you get fantastic. to the end. The end I, is strange. I, do, I don't like the obligatory stealth sequence. Yeah, I, I, it has its problems. I managed to beat it, but it was kind of frustrating. But um, before we move on to any other Metroid stuff, has anyone played the original Metroid or has any memories of the original Metroid they can share? I did not play the original Metroid until I unlocked it on Metroid Prime. Okay. That was the first time I ever played the original. Just, I remember going to my friend's house and watching him play. I was I, not very good at the game. Did you understand what was happening at the time? No. Okay. No. I was just so, like, oh, we're moving around and shooting things in a maze. I remember having Samus jump around and being really puzzled at how she could become a little ball. <laughs> and then having my mind blown open when my friend finished it in front of me. I was like, look at this ending! It's like, it's a girl! It's so, a dude! When, when, uh, when he finished the game, uh, was she in a bathing suit? Not no. that I remember. I remember it's like the... Oh man, I'm, try, I'm trying to remember if this is a genuine memory or if this is like a retcon of a memory. But I, what I'm remembering right now is just the helmet coming off and like all the long flowing hair. Is that, is, that, is that how it happened, or is that me retconning? I think what happens is uh, you see Samus in her suit, and then depending on how well you did, the screen fades, and then it fades up again, and then whatever state Samus of undress Samus is in <laughs> yeah. is how good, you, how good wow, you did the game. that is a weird little remorse game. Like, hey, kid, do well. I got a girl in a bikini on a Nintendo. I think Man. it was the raciest the Nintendo game had gotten uh, until Duke Togo from Golgo 13. Could, you could sleep with women in the game to recharge your health. Yeah. And Nintendo didn't bat an eye at that. Because I don't think they were paying attention. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Met we have a room full of people who are just confused by the original Metroid. <laughs> so. Well, it's, it's, it's hard to uh, spontaneously recall fifth grade memories. Right. I don't know if you guys had revisited it. I know Ryan said that oh, he... Oh, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't, yeah. I haven't played the it, original Metroid for some reason, in a very, in my, very long time. In my group of you know, friends that I would talk about video games with at recess, Metroid just wasn't part of the conversation. Hmm. No. It just wasn't a game. Yeah, yeah same for me. I forgot what I told you this during our video chat or I told Jeremy this, but like, yeah, among the pillars of Nintendo at the time, it was like Mario, Zelda, and Metroid. And Metroid was the one that I probably should have grokked or clicked with the most because, hey, it's sci-fi, it's like bounty hunters and space pirates and shooting stuff. But for some reason, I just like naturally knew, gravitated more towards Mario and Zelda, which was not really my beat, technically, because I think I had kind of outgrown fantasy at the time was just more into like yeah space marines of things and yet metroid i just didn't click with at the time but now i should just time travel back to my younger self say you probably like this more than the other things or not. so how down with metroid are you now i mean i played i've downloaded most of them i think the only ones i've actually finished are probably prime and i went through a good chunk of zero of both zero mission and fusion was it which which are both the portable ones i go went through a good chunk of them Never finished Super Metroid, and I, I almost like got through Prime One, but so I'm still a dabbler. Yeah, I've never finished a Metroid game, but hmm. I played like I love Zero Mission. Wow, that Ryan? was great. History with Metroid. History with Mister. Um, I didn't play a Metroid until uh, because it, it just wasn't part of um, 
what my friends talk about, and I never owned a Super Nintendo. I played on, during the 16-bit days and 32-bit days, I was mostly a PC gamer. And so I didn't really try a Metroid until Metroid Prime came out, and then hmm. I went back and played them all. Um, and I love Super Metroid, love Metroid Zero Mission, but, man, that first game, that is hard to go back to. It is. But um, Terry and I recorded a video earlier this week where we, we determined the three top Metroids. Indeed. And it took me about five seconds of thinking to come up with those. And those are, uh, if you haven't watched the video, those are Metroid Zero Mission, Super Metroid, and Metroid Prime. So if you play those three, You're you will good. be good on Metroid knowledge. But I recommend playing some of the other ones, too. And we have no idea what will happen to Metroid next. Uh, it seems to be on, on rocky ground or shaky ground. Um, yeah. Well, who knows who they're going, who Nintendo's going to give it to. Yeah, I don't think they're going to give up on it, but it feels like Star Fox where you don't really know what you're going to get with the next one. Well, do we know what Retro is doing right right now? What are they working on? Uh, the last thing they did was Donkey Kong Country. Um, I don't know but what they're doing now. But like pretty much like most of the people who made Metro Prime are not retro anymore because you know, the, the rumor is that they kind of got sick of, of working on Donkey Kong and now other Mario things not what they want to do. So like the main Metro Prime guy is now at um, id, for example. Like I, I, His name came up. I just looked up his name recently because I wanted... Um, I wanted to talk about that at QuakeCon, and I'm, just, I'm drawing a blank right now. But yeah, like that guy is now like a senior designer over at id. He's going like make, I guess, a non-Nintendo game, non-Nintendo shooter for id software now That's instead of Nintendo. Doom 4. That Texas community is probably in, an incredibly incestuous like group yeah. of developers with people hopping back and forth between yeah. id, Gearbox, and a, I mean, how yeah. many studios are in that in that here's, 25 square miles around Mesquite? Here's a bizarre, here's a bizarre thing, actually. I'll, I'll see if I can quiz you on Retro. So... Steve Barcia, which I think is one of the main, was either the founders, one of the main big guys at Retro. Do you recall what what he was, what project he was on before, like Metro Prime and Retro? I have no idea. Masters of Magic. He was a turn-based strategy dude, and like it, I remember, because at the time us at Computer Gamer were like, how the hell did like a turn-based strategy guy go to a console company kind of thing? Because it like kind of blew our minds. Like, yeah, Steve Barcia, he's like the one of the big guys behind like Microprose and things like that, and now he ended up going to Retro and working at Metro Prime. It was like a weird. All the Grognars on PC Gamer are like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, final yeah. final Metroid-based question, if you guys are ready to move on. Who should swoop in and save the Metroid franchise? My suggestion is a Grasshopper Studios. <laughs> a Grasshopper <laughs> manufacturer. Just because I have no idea what the hell they would do, and I think it would be fun to watch. It would be fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> who could do so what, what do you guys think? I don't uh, know. Who should swoop in and save uh, Metroid? Because uh, team working on uh, the Aliens game? Gearbox. Gear... No, no, or no, way no, forward. no, no, Way, way forward. forward. Yeah, way, way forward. forward. Whoa, that is nice. Actually, wait. Yeah, shoot. A better answer is being given right now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say uh, Tose. Tose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for all we know, they probably made half the Metroid games. So I would say, yeah, why not? I'd say let it lie fallow for a bit. I mean, Metroid mm. came back ultra strong after, you know, skipping an entire generation. Right, yeah, I agree. Hmm. And, you know, Metroid Prime was great. Metroid Prime you know 2, mm, it has its, its haters, but I, I rather liked it. Metroid Prime 3, probably the weakest of all the Metroid Primes. And, it, you know, just, as you keep on going, it's just weaker. Let it lie fallow for a bit. Hmm. And then have Nintendo handpick their successor. Some random studio in Texas. A serious, serious answer that no one never happened is very similar to Bob's answer. But I would say Tango Mikami Studio, uh, except they're Bethesda companies. I don't think it would oh, ever actually happen. That's but too bad. Like Shinji Mikami, like I guess 
Yeah, he did a he did a really weird, quirky ass take on Gears of War with Vanquish and stuff. And I would like to see like him do something kind of weird with Metroid. Yeah, I think we can all agree that it des- it deserves better than it's the treatment it's gotten lately. I have some exclusive information from the writer of Super Mario Brothers of the movie. Uh, I don't know if you guys read this. It was on our it was on our uh, news section. Apparently, some uh, old information leaked out. With um, this is actually reported by the Super Mario. Excuse me. There's a site called Super Mario Brothers of the Movie Archive because someone cares enough about this movie. Yes, the history must be known. Anyways, um, there was an interview with one of the writers, and apparently the whole entire production process was a complete mess, requiring multiple rewrites, lots of uh, ADR looping, and additional um, movie fixes that didn't really fix much, because that movie's terrible. Anyone have anything to add? I don't think that's a surprise. I mean, go back and look at the news stories about Nintendo in the early 90s. I don't think anybody over the age of 12 or 15 in 1993 really got Nintendo or video games or what to do with them at all. Hmm. And so the fact that the movie uh, the movie industry which is renowned for screwing things up with multiple rewrites messed it up not really that much of a surprise especially given that we can see how bad the movie was even right though. and speaking of that uh how, how many of you guys have actually uh watched the movie i was gonna ask so this is the one that has bob hoskins as mario <laughs> right, right and john leguizamo so as leguizamo luigi. is luigi yeah. i was trying to remember dennis that hopper that, that was, real, was a fever dream okay so no, this actually leguizamo. happened in okay. real life and then yeah dennis hopper is bowser yeah and apparently dennis hopper is not a great guy to work and with. and Alyssa milano's in it too right did we mention you're thinking that? of uh double dragon oh i'm thinking of double dragon yeah damn it I thought I was on. I think. Well, is it is it Easter Island? Bull is also full of Dennis Hopper. Is weird to work with stories. Or am I might think of something else. Uh, every book with any mention of Dennis Hopper has a million Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Is hard to work with stories. He's well. I mean, he, you know, R.I.P. Dennis Hopper. But you were kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, have you guys have you guys seen the movie? Can you comment? I've never on actually its seen it. Never, I've never taken through. the time. I've cut bits I, and pieces yeah. of it on cable. If All I'm right. like flipping through in the, either TNT or TBS or some other channel that's loving syndicating things, just happens to rerun at like two in the morning, I'll be like, oh yeah, this movie exists, and then I kind of change the channel. Hmm. Well, I remember watching it uh, my friend's birthday. Uh, I think he turned ten or eleven, whatever whatever year it was, and I think we paid a dollar to get in, and I and I kind of felt ripped off. Okay. For one of the first times, well, my movie going is a lot of money. It is, but there was this weird uh, thing with Super Mario Brothers where they were really concentrating on the whole dinosaur aspect, <laughs> which was not yeah. that important to the yeah. games. Like this thing felt like someone read a, a treatment or, not, or someone read something about Jurassic Park. I know the movies came out in the same year, but like dinosaurs, that's it. <laughs> we have our angle. That's our in. Yeah. And so. it was really weird because the Super Mario World cartoon uh, was incredibly strange where the brothers went back in time and they were living in dinosaur land with cavemen, which 
I don't know if you played Mario World. There was not a caveman in that game. Do the Mario. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give a would you rather watch situation. Even though I'm assuming you haven't watched this other one, but just seeing the concept is enough for you to not watch the other one or still or still not watch Mario Bros. Would you rather watch Super Mario Brothers or the recent sci-fi made for television classic Age of Dragons, which is a remake <laughs> of Moby Dick, but with a dragon starring Dennis, Danny, Danny, Danny Glover, Glover as Ahab. Which would you rather watch, that or Super Mario Brothers? Based on, based on the fact that you told me Danny Glover appears in no list. scene with any other actors. Uh, I want to see how that pans out. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would out. rather watch that. Cause okay. He's probably just like on a soundstage, came in for like a day, yeah. and was like, all right, you guys... Work your magic in the editing he, room. It seems like an old FMV game. Let's go on some dragons. <laughs> is he visibly sipping coffee between lines? <laughs> uh, anyways, there's one last thing I wanted to remark on this uh, story, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, basically a quote from the writer of the movie, and it goes like this. Nintendo had nothing to do with anything, meaning the Super Mario Brothers movie. Like, they had no say in what happened in the story. And I think if that they did, the movie probably couldn't have gotten made. And I thought that was really odd because it seemed like that was the era when Nintendo really didn't keep close watch over its properties. I just mentioned one of the many crappy Nintendo cartoons that was made around that time. And it seems like today that a Mario cartoon would be the most popular thing on television, I think. But I don't think Nintendo trusts anyone with their characters anymore. But anyway, at the time, Nintendo of America had a lot of autonomy to basically um, give marching orders. And that, you know, it wasn't Nintendo of Japan who orchestrated the massive success of the NES in mm. America. It was Nintendo of America itself that did that. Nowadays, it seems that NOJ keeps, you know, a much tighter watch over their global business. And right. so they're much more conservative. Now that, that makes perfect sense. Especially, I think, if they would have kept continuing those crappy cartoons and all the crappy <laughs> merchandising, Mario would be at the level of Sonic right now. Hey, it's Sharky. Yes, Hooray. hey, Sharky, you come to save us. My... Yeah. Please, Sharky, we want your opinion on Super Mario Brothers, the movie. That's my favorite movie ever. Explain. Um, no, it's, it's not actually. Um, I, I, I like seeing Dennis Hopper in anything, honestly. <laughs> Especially, you know, shit where he's just supposed to be completely off the handle and right. illogical and, I don't know, him just sort of menacing uh, What's-Her-Nuts, who played... Uh, Princess Daisy? Yeah, it was uh, Mathis, Samantha Mathis. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Something like that, and that that, that was that was. Cute. You you are assigning a name to it. You have more knowledge of this than we do. <laughs> yeah. uh, the fact that you could give a name. I don't know. I, I I like I like the idea of it, and that it had potential to be a really good movie, and everything went wrong. It's it's kind of you know I like the the, the dirty underground alternate reality thing. It's like wow, it's kind of like Brazil meets the alien from L.A. It's, it was it's kind just, of uh, Blade Runnery, yeah. in some certain certain ways. I admire and what Judge they were going Dredd-ish. for, but they yeah. they failed in every possible level. So that's that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know if you heard this, but some recent news came to light that this was not the original intention of the Mario Brothers oh, writers. I, I'm not even a little bit surprised they, by that. They I, were betrayed by Hollywood. They had an idea, these two guys, <laughs> and they were uh, their idea was, pro- was prostituted. I think that should be probably obvious if anybody's ever actually watched the movie. Nobody yeah. sets out with the intention of making a movie like that. I, I don't think that was, that was ever anybody's ultimate goal. So, yeah, it's, it's crap because of interference, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, wait, I did read that article, actually. That was the one where, uh, I guess, Dennis Hopper completely flipped out and was screaming at somebody about yeah, it. Yeah, uh, apparently Dennis Hopper, uh, they cut some lines or something, or they rewrote some lines, and he I mean, made... they cut a lot of lines. Yeah, he made uh, one of the writers look up the definition of the word act in the dictionary, <laughs> or something like that. It was a typical Dennis Hopper stunt that yeah. did not involve him uh, getting drunk or hitting a woman, so... 
there yeah, you pretty, go. Much, pretty much all of Dennis Hopper's insane villains. He's not actually acting. No. Like, <laughs> that's just Dennis Hopper. Just like, let him rant. Uh, all right. So uh, you guys already covered everything else on here then? We did. Oh. The Metroid anniversary. But uh, you could still talk about the only retro release this week. Oh, there was a retro release yeah, this week. That's uh, almost news. I had to dig to find this out. But uh, <laughs> apparently Mario's Picross is now out on the 3DS eShop for the value of wow. $3.99. I know people like their Picross. I don't understand that game at all. I don't know. It's the same people who like Crosswords and Sudoku, maybe? Mm. I it's the thing where you like you chip away blocks and make like a shape, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's kind of like a Minesweeper, I think. Yeah, but you're solving number puzzles and it makes a picture. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's basically okay. it. It's so not my bag, but yeah, I'm just like a version of Picross that just has a lot of Mario poses. Then, like, <laughs> hey, I think this was me, Picrossio. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was Nintendo's first attempt to market uh, Picross to America, which failed. This was a, this is a 1995 mm. Game Boy game. Gotcha. And they should have called it Mario Minesweeper. Like, yeah, I know. That would have got in a lot what's, of people. What's a pick cross? Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a bike race. Maybe Microsoft would have gotten yeah. after Nintendo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah then we, we would have had so, an interesting year. If you enjoy chiseling and math, <laughs> <laughs> they've never gone better together than in Mario's pick cross. You should write copy. Yeah, that, I know. That was, that was a back of the box quote. That was perfect. I do enjoy, and I do enjoy chiseling. Okay. I'm just, just going to go home and watch the Mario Brothers movie now. I don't even care about anything else. <laughs> to the main topic deus ex deus ex or deus ex when yeah. i worked at the software store as people would call it deus ex deus ex or yeah. any number of deus manglings ex. yeah yeah deus so, ex the the sex yeah. i was explaining yeah Day that's what sex. happened that's what ha- yeah that's <laughs> yeah. what happened to me last night i was explaining it to chrissy she's like what are you playing the game looks like ass <laughs> oh. <laughs> and i was all deus ex she's like do sex and i was all no. no, it's not do sex. It's wait. She it's thought no. She thought sex. it was like she thought it was do. Okay. Sex. I thought maybe she thought you were propositioning her. No. <laughs> <laughs> we well, play a day of sex. Day, day of sex. <laughs> so, day uh, sex. Awkward Latin title aside. Uh, originally came out on June twenty sixth, two thousand, for the PC. Yep. Developed by Ion Storm. Ion Storm. Austin. And published by Eidos. Let's take it was, a step. it was like the good game that came out of Ion Storm. That's true. I wanted to take a, a step aside. It may be, what the hell is Ion Storm? Where did they come from? Where oh, did God. they go? It what was, did they make? It was their attempt to Todd make a Nigel. super group. Yeah, it's like the Dallas game yeah. you see like John Romero and Todd Porter and Tom Hall all banding together to make video games. Do you remember the original I, ads too where they were like hyping up just the existence of Ion Storm and yeah. it was yeah, all their things like, and they were written like, you know, cut and paste poetry done on a typewriter? Yeah, well, like, actually, I was doing, um, I've been doing research for a feature that's covering, that sort of covers this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so what happened, um, the beginning of, Deus, of um, Ion Storm starts in, in the development of Quake. 
yeah. where everybody in it hated each other. Like, mm-hmm. nobody was happy at Quake. <laughs> at Quake. Apparently, the development of Quake, it was a dark office with no light and plaster falling off the ceilings and everybody sitting next to each other in a single war room just trying to, you know, hate-create this game and put it out there. <laughs> hate-create. Oh, it seemed to have worked. Well, and so... Um, the alternative is this is giving everybody a Ferrari and a bunch of Fabergé eggs. Yeah. To, yeah. And John Romero um, was pissed off because his original vision for Quake was this massive, like, role-playing epic that yeah. would yes. combine Thor's everything. hammer and all that stuff. I, I do remember that, yeah. And so he, uh, so there's two stories. Um, he decide, he calls up Tom Hall, who got fired from it for not liking Doom uh, right. a few years early, and says, I'm leaving this company. Let's create our own... Wait, he was fired with blackjack, for, and he was fired for being yeah. a hater. He was basically fired fired for being a Damn. hater. Damn, and so a couple of days after Quake is released, John Romero is called into Carmack's office um, with Kevin with a, two other guys. I can't remember who, and they fire him. And so the question is, <laughs> did Romero was he planning to leave anyway? Did he get fired? What happened? But regardless, he leaves and he goes on with Tom Hall to create. Ion Storm with the uh, I think their mantra was design is law. Yeah. Yes. But I, think, was, I think it was kind of like the video game equivalent when you know Brian Adams, Sting, and Rod Stewart like decide to band together, like just going on the oh, I was thinking it was name more, alone. I was thinking it was more like Cream. I had my own. I had my own uh, uh, metaphors. But not quite traveling wheelberries. No, no. I, I'd not say they more. They're more like Image Comics, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Image Comics has produced nothing of value in their twenty-year history. And uh, Iron Star made one, two good games. What two was the other games, one? Yeah. Uh, Thief. Oh, right. That was Thief them, too. was also contemporary. But I'm glad Ryan read up on this what? because... Thief was... That was Iron Star. Yeah, that was one. Yeah. Uh, th- I can tell you Wait, all of their games. Was Looking Glass. I thought that was Looking Glass. Uh, they have Anachronox, uh, Daikatana, uh, this game called Dominion Storm Over Gift 3. RTS from Todd Porter. What a weird name. <laughs> Over Gift? Thief 1. And that's it. Oh, okay. Thief Two was Looking Glass. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And actually, yeah, but Anachronox okay. has its has its fans. I assume yeah. Thief One and yeah. Two were both Looking Glass. This whole well, so time. did Overgift. Yeah. I, no. <laughs> Isn't that just where you like embarrass somebody in a secret Santa? I th- I think Daikatana tips the scales though. It kind of outweighs the bad. I mean, the good that yeah, came out by just, on Storm. Yeah, just a bit. And of course, it's not even that bad. If it was that bad, that would be somewhat redeeming. Yeah, it's just kind of a no, mediocre. No, it's, it's so utterly mediocre yeah. after all I can't that. Can't leave my buddy Superfly. <laughs> Superfly, but but, but the uh, the Game Boy Color version was really good. Yeah. Oh wait, uh, so okay, so that wait. was Ion Storm Dallas, and then Spectre starts a studio for Ion Storm the Austin branch, and right, a lot of drama of Ion Storm was over the Dallas side, and they you know Spectre's been quite saying like, yeah, he he just just kind of kept their heads low and just made their game, and this is and this was the result. Well, it was it was it seems that it was a difference in management styles. Is Warren Spectre perhaps a little bit more conservative, um, hired people who, who knew basically knew what they're doing, was Romero hires a team of modders who had never made a game in their mm-hmm. life. Yeah. And they end up walking out halfway through the development of Daikatana. And um, according to Warren Spector, he said, I once read an interview where he says, oh, well, we had company parties. And they had a company party on a big boat once. And mm-hmm. he said that the, uh, that the um, Austin team, which was the Deus Ex team, just basically sat... And played board games? And played or? board games. That's what it was. And then the upstairs team was just getting you know, wildly drunk and out of control. Cause oh, the were... Dallas team had a lot of parties. They, they, had a, they had a release party for the game, like, a, was it a full year before it actually came out? <laughs> the Dallas, the Dallas uh, you know, the Austin office was like a normal 
game development office. So the Dallas office, they rented like the top penthouse floor of an off of like some new complex in Dallas, mm-hmm. but it had a skylight and all the artists ended up putting like big tarps over their monitors because the sunlight was glaring from like their nice fancy windows and skylight was like it was interfering <laughs> with their work. But to be country. fair, this was internet boom days. If you yeah. sold like shoes for dogs, you could have a penthouse <laughs> yeah. uh, office and yeah. $20 million of funding. Candybars to you.com. Yeah, any stupid idea anyone would fund. God, I wish I was born 10 years earlier. Anyways, so anything else to say about uh, about the weirdness and wildness of Ion Storm? It's, it could be its own episode. That, that is, yeah, true. That is, that is very an easy. There's a lot of drama, a lot of egos clashing. Heartbreak. A lot of good games. Well, a few good games and mostly badness. Two good games. And spent, spent uh, talent. It has all the elements of like a good tragedy. You know, pride and... It you does, know, except you don't like most of the people involved anyway, so it doesn't no. really matter. Uh, okay. yeah, you have to have some kind of investment in the characters. So back to Deus you can't, Ex. You can't make a couple of bad games without making a few enemies. Whoa, <laughs> Mike, Mike knows something that we don't. Anyways, back to Deus Ex. So we already mentioned uh, Warren Spector. Yep. Uh, before you wanted to bore everyone with Mickey Mouse trivia, he was making other games. Yeah. Like um, Ultima yeah. Underworld, System Shock, Thief. I'm sorry, I don't like Epic Mickey. And we also have Harvey Smith, uh, who worked on Ultima 8, System Shock, and Thief. Wow, what a surprise. Yeah. So those two guys teamed up and with their creative powers made Deusix. Yeah. One of the Indeed. best uh, first-person shooters slash RPGs to exist. You know, the influence of the earlier games shows a lot. Definitely. Um, yeah. all, all except for the, uh, the hacking, which always struck me as really weird. The one thing I could really bitch about in Deus Ex is that the hacking doesn't actually have a game attached oh, to it. No, yeah, yeah just revisiting. Like, ha- hacking is just a time. It's right. time yeah. but no it's how long scale. you want to hold down. I was the actually thing. Uh, playing that today. I'm like, should I be doing something during no. the hacking? No, you're okay. just going <laughs> to just sit, watch a bar. sit and wait. If, okay. if you upgrade it once, I don't think there's a single terminal in the whole game that you can't hack. There's yeah. no benefit. It's just persistent. I mean, you can do it a little faster. It's is, just that the bar is going faster. Yeah. That's the only real difference. So if you try it, if a camera is locked on you and you're trying to hack a terminal, like, yeah. If you do it faster then. So that's mm. sort of handy, but there's, you're still not doing anything. You're just sitting no, there and not moving. It's no pipe dream in Bioshock or no. other weird mini games they put At least there was something mu- there. Yeah, I know, but I, I hate hacking mini games to begin with. I'm just fine having it be abstract because. Mm. Oh, lock, like lockpicking was the same way. It was just like you're just going to keep on clicking until you've used enough lockpicks for the door yeah. to open. But even Less that thrilling. that little crappy non interactive hacking thing was important because uh, if you look at the PC contemporaries at the time, Oh, yeah. We have, uh, I didn't play Thief 2, but we have Thief 2, we have No One Lives Forever, we have Quake 3 Arena. Those were the kind of the big FPSs of the same year. Yeah. And on Nothing the s- with anything really resembling that kind of depth. I mean, he- definitely Thief not. kind of, in a different sort of way, but yeah. not, yeah, you know, certainly not that kind of narrative depth. Thief 2 had friggin' moss arrows, man. <laughs> so you want to you want to walk on you a couple walk quiet you, know? you want to walk on a cobblestone without like having click clack click clack you hit an arrow that fucking does a chia pet on as you as opposed to just buying a pair of fucking sneakers <laughs> yeah. well the, the stealth mechanics of no one lives forever were probably on par with deus ex i would say not thief but yeah they no, were a pretty I integral would... part of the game but no one well, everyone hated no one else lo- no love stealth mechanics they would say it was just bad it should have just been a, yeah it should have been, people like the fact that nolf was a Shooter that was funny, and the stealth was always the universal well, derider part of Null. The thing, the thing with the Deus Ex is yeah. it did have stealth that was almost comparable to Thief. I mean, sort yeah. of, it, but it was totally optional. You, you could just completely never deal with that if you yeah. never, if you didn't want to. Which I guess is something so, Bob and I will get into when we talk about our playthroughs of right, the yeah. lack of stealth. <laughs> well, it's one of those yeah. games that's almost as much fun to talk about as it is to play, because everybody yeah. had their own way of going through it. And certainly ways I'm never going to try myself, because I'm not, not that patient. So, getting into the, the meat of the discussion, go back to the year 2000. 
we're once again in the Retronauts time machine. Uh, I forget what people wore and what people looked like in the year 2000. But let's just assume they were uglier than we are now. And um, Y2K fever in the air. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so now that we're living in a pre-9/11 world, what did Deus Ex do differently uh, for RPG games and for FPSs? If we consider the fact that certain games that dudes like Warren Spector have worked on before, like Ultima Underworld and even Daggerfall, sort of had the same elements but in a different setting. Mm-hmm. You had the same kind of big atmos- uh, big, excuse me, environments, lots of interaction, some NPCs. Well, those Daggerfall and like Ultima Underworld tend to be more about dungeon crawling. Like yeah. you are in a place and you're just going to go around. You're just going to kill everything. Hit or, things and get yeah. loot. Like Deus Ex, there was like, a little bit more gameplay choice. Like I'm going to do. I'm going to be a slightly sneaker. There was some. Of there that. was a lot more gameplay choice. Yeah, that was to say. There, there was elements of that maybe like System Shock or Under Ultima, but like Deus Ex is more like granular. Like you got to either be sneaky or be talky or unlike like shooty. Those, Deus Ex actually had uh, narrative consequences and, 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 for how you did it. And also, mm-hmm. yeah, Deus Ex had that a story because yeah. Ultima Underworld was just like you're down here. You got to go up there. Go. And then Daggerfall was just like wandering around a bunch of random gener- generated dungeons. Well, Deus Ex had. Like a narrative arc and everything. Yeah. Which would change depending on how you played through these things. I mean, you could actually, you could kill a couple of the, of the main villains really early in the game if you chose to. Mm. And even to, like and just the first level of the game, if you trank, it, trank dart everybody, certain people will, you know, cotton to you a lot better than if you just cave yeah. their heads in with a pipe. And in yeah. fact, there was so much like kind of, you know, choice get given to the player that I remember at the time when I was playing it, I honestly thought that I, there's a key moment in the game where like, okay, you're gonna to have to basically run away from Yunako because they're now brand like a traitor. You're now the, they're they're the enemy, and you feel like and you, you did something wrong, maybe. And I honestly thought that there was a way I could actually like go back and not not defect. Because <laughs> I'm like, no, can I play this game where I'm like I'm a I'm a good UN guy and I kept on doing it. And I'm like, ask Warren Spector. Goes like, no, that's that's the plot path. But I just would thought up to that point, I had done so many like I'm gonna do this thing my way. That I honestly thought, oh, this must be legitimate. There must be a, another way to play the game as a Yunako agent the entire time. Yeah, where, there are, there are a few like hard gates like that where yeah. you know you. Theoretically, you, the game with the game's previous your previous experience of the game would lead you to think you have a choice, but in yeah, reality, it's you know, like for like, the longest time, yeah. Paul, I thought me and Paul could like not run away to Hong Kong. I'm like, no, I, I don't have to do that, do I? And like, oh, I guess I do. Like yeah. when you have to save, um, or when uh, Paul's brother uh, goes out when the Men in Black are yeah. raiding uh, the hotel. Like the first time I did that, I was like, I'm not gonna run away. I am going to save him, and I must have replayed that scenario like <laughs> just six because you're convinced that you could, you yeah. know, just yeah. just to like fight off this wave of enemies. And eventually, I did, and and um, Paul's just like, okay, that's yeah. cool, go. <laughs> and then he dies anyway. Yeah. Well, it, it did Spoiler. set a it set a really high bar for itself. Statue yeah, limitations, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's been, been a lot years. Yeah, no spo- Yeah, this is spoiler discussion. I mean, considering it's been selling for peanuts for a long time now, if anybody hasn't played it, yeah. probably isn't going to play it. Yeah, but no, it, again, it set a really high bar for itself. It actually convinced you that it had such possibility that it it didn't, but it was so close. And this is the kind of thing you would never bitch about in another game. You know, it just made, no, no, absolutely, it made not. apparent faults that are were whole new faults, honestly. Yeah. Well, we sort of conducted a little uh, unorganized experiment with this game where a lot of us, I think most of us, uh, played at least the first level of Deus Ex within the past week or so. I know, Ryan, it's been a little bit longer for you. Yeah, I played it a couple of months ago. Okay, so I guess it's all fresh in our minds. I I guess I kind of want to talk about how we each took on that first level because uh, the first level of Deus Ex is really f- famous for the, the different amount of pathways and options available to the player. It throws you right into it. It doesn't yeah. ease you into, here's how you hack, here's how you do this. I mean, there's a tutorial level, but it's it's not like, it, it doesn't have 
an increasing number of possibilities. It right. throws all of them at you right from the get-go. Yeah. So you, you feel like you might be doing something wrong half the time or that you should explore the entire area. Yeah, I mean... Anything you can do in the game, you can usually you can pretty much do in that first level, right? There, yeah. all the options are presented to you. I think, yeah. pretty much, yeah. at least on the basic base systemic level, like no, there's even places you can bypass by swimming and shit. Yeah, things yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Are, is there a way to bypass a lot by swimming? I think the, the, is there in the first level? level? I know you can swim. Like you can immediately hop off the dock or hop under the dock. And yeah, get there's a crate in like a shark cage. I did yeah. that, but I don't. Think oh, does that not bypass anything? But I don't think there's. I don't a way know because I, I never bothered swimming. I figured swimming was for pussies. I Why think the paths you have is you can either go through the front of the statue or up the back of the statue. Oh, okay. So there is no bypass. You can either save Agent Herman or leave him, and then you can either talk to the guy in the dock or not talk to the guy on the dock. Oh, okay. And talking to the guy. The I, I just depends. saw the hole under the dock, and I figured, oh, I can swim, but I'm not going to do that because it's yeah. stupid. I want to kill everybody. Yeah, yeah, depending on how you do, how you behave, how you know, just because I did this like two hours ago, depending on how you are with the guy at the dock, it's like if you if you agree to do what he says, he'll give you literally the key to the front door. But you don't. He goes like, ah, you gotta go sneak back instead. I'm like, oh fuck you, you are not useful <laughs> to me right now, hobo. And then and then, well, exactly. Within each of those encounters, there's yeah. various methods like. Um, when you when you sneak up the front, that puts you right by Agent Herman's cell, so you can go free him, mm-hmm. and then you have the choice: well, do I send him on his way, or do I have him clear out the statue for me, and so I can so, just waltz up? I hate the fact that he takes your gun, which yeah. is something I had been upgrading. Yeah, I had just upgraded the, the gun. The only way and- to get you know, like the game will drop another pistol to fill one that you don't have anymore, but there's not a way for. But if you if you rob a corp, if you drop, rob a corpse, most of the time, if you have a pistol, you get ammo. If you don't have a pistol, you get the pistol and then ammo. But because I have a pistol, I can't get a second pistol to give to Herman. So I either say, "Oh, go somewhere else, Herman, without my and keep my gun," or I tell Herman go clear it out. But then I lose the gun. I put a freaking laser sight accuracy mod and something else on. I go like, See, uh-uh. what, and my most recent playthrough, I ran through that where I didn't give him yeah. things, but he still ran out the and I had snuck through the front door, okay. and so he still ran out into the front, encountered all those enemies. Okay. And since he's invulnerable, he can't die at that point in the game. So yeah, maybe he I took them all out. He took out all the enemies anyway. Because when you when you refuse to give him the gun, he makes some snack come like, "Oh, you and your nano augmented. I will go to the junk pile now." Then I'm like, "Oh God, you asshole! <laughs> like, just to be great. I don't want to give you my nice gun. Go away." Well, but nice to know that in, in respect, he probably could have just cleared that stuff out even without me giving him my gun. At, hmm. at the very beginning of the game, I forgot how. Um, Forgot how close the enemies are to your starting location. Like, oh, yeah, they're right you there. You walk up you, a set yeah. of stairs, and they're there. And I'm like, whoa, hey. And what happened was uh, I walked up, and then I was like, "Is that? I can't remember. Is this a good guy? or the, Oh, that's a bad guy. Oh, there's more bad guys. They're all running after me. <laughs> and then I remembered, like, wait a minute. I saw, like, this Ed 209 thing walking, yeah. wa- walking around. So I ran back down the stairs. They chased me. Oh, and, and then it just, I just blew had them the all ro- away. And then I just yeah. had the robots stand there and just shoot them. But the game then, counts that as kills that yeah, you performed. Does. So, like, if, I got an XP for it. When I, yeah, when, <laughs> when I, that's all that matters. When I play it through, I did a non-lethal except for any time I lured enemies to their death. And there's quite a few opportunities, actually, to do that in the yeah. first level. And then, you know, I, when you go to UNATCO, everybody's like, you know, Agent Navarro's like, hey, you killed everyone. Good work. Yeah. And Paul's, you know, a wet blanket. You didn't have to kill people. You killed too many people today. It's supposed to be a, <laughs> pro- it's supposed to be a professional, not a sport. 
See, See the, the no-kill option is something I only know about from talking to people, because I tried doing that, and I just never could succeed no, at it. I, I, just didn't I have did the, a lot of I didn't have the, the patience. headshots or braining on the head with a crowbar. Oh, I, I, I did a lot of that, an yeah. upgraded stealth, An upgraded scoped stealth pistol will yes. serve you so well in that game. I have to remember that. Yeah. I tried uh, playing stealth originally. The many times I tried to get into the game, it only just clicked with me uh, on my last playthrough, but... I learned that stealth in that game does not work like stealth in Metal Gear. No, where not by a long shot. You are not rewarded to the extent that you were rewarded in Metal Gear for not killing anyone. Yeah. So uh, my my kind of strategy was sneak up behind people with a crowbar and <laughs> then hit them twice in the back of the head. Well, actually, That's, the, that the game encourages you to do that because it does double damage if you're undetected and you hit them from the back. Yeah. Mm. And so at least double damage. I think it might stack. I'm so not sure. yeah, and undetected is a bonus. Yeah, and, de and depending yeah. on how your upgrade, how you pull your upgrades, you can kill a lot of enemies in one shot just with the back of the knife. And if once later on the game when you get the when you get the nano sword, mm. that's yeah. just one shot kill <laughs> on everything. If you hit it from the front, hit him from the back. There's no chance. I yeah. guess I was just expecting the trank darts to be way more useful. Oh, they're useless. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they All really they do is get no attention. They bring attention to you, and then you know. Sometimes you can't yeah, fire Yeah, it's like the guy one. gets hit by the trank dart. He's like, ah, and he runs over to the alarm and hits it. It's like, no, yeah. more ah. somehow he has more energy than ever to run over that switch. <laughs> oh, we filled those with speed. Shit. We should have told you. Yeah. No, I, th those things are just a waste of time. I mean, even trying to use them. Yeah. I learned that the hard way. It sounds like we all did almost the same thing then. I thought this was going to be more interesting. Uh, uh, well, when we got Crowbar, to... sniper rifle, yeah, scope, handgun. Well... Like your approach, like up at the top, when you start getting to the top and you've got the corridors with the uh, grenades, you just like walked into those grenades and then just kind of walked out, just kind of setting them that, off. That was kind of an accident. Yeah, <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't entirely. Intentional. I was like, and I was all like, no, no, you can just walk up and like highlight it and click it real fast, and then you can just like loot that grenade Sorry, and, then, loot and then just use it later well, on the somebody ability, else. The ability to play with the AI with within the environment, mm -hmm. like, so you can take those grenades. Plant them on a different, different entrance. Lure the enemies back there. Boom! Those grenade, you know, the lambs or the grenades blow up. Then you can kill them that while was... they're then choking on gas. Yeah, I mostly like... just use those to climb walls. Oh Do yeah, you, the, <laughs> oh, the, the, the lambs actually created an obstruction, so you could hop up walls by placing lambs, and you could bypass <laughs> most of the game doing that. Could you get to the top of the Statue of Liberty? No. I think I did try that, and it, yeah. there's it's just a certain point where it doesn't make an obstruction anymore, and you fall through the world. Yeah, like Ryan says, like you put the grenade leg in a doorway, and then you throw like a soy sauce packet somewhere. And you're like, oh wait, so soy food, and you like sorts of. I need that. It's like, worth dying for. Yeah, I regret I, nothing. Yeah, I, I am hungry. I'm a starving terrorist. It's like, it's goodbye, vegan terrorist. <laughs> Well, yeah, and that's where the gameplay choice comes in, I think, is that it's not just, well, do I go stealth or do I go, mm -hmm. you know, all guns blazing. Within each of those options, there are multitudes of other options. So yeah. you can say, well, how am I going to use the tools at my disposal creatively to take on this situation? Yeah. Yeah, and well, the tools at my disposal were always uh, started to turn into uh, tools of necessity. Like, I would make a mistake and I would set off an alarm. Uh, and then all the enemies come at me, and I'm like, well, shit, uh, crowbar. Everybody yeah, yeah. everybody die. And then I've got this pile of bodies, uh, and I was like, oh, well, okay, well, I got rid of all of the guards then. That it's, was It's that a good worked, thing I had to pick farm. Because they, kept, like, they all kept kind of trying to run up and hit the alarm switch, and I'm like, no, if they hit that, there's going to be like a flood of enemies. And so I just – they got so close. I could see their hands just like – 
going up just a little bit, about to touch it, and I'm like, crowbar, like, stop. <laughs> well, no. see, that, the, the, the introduction <laughs> of the alarm switch mechanic, I, I think, is what makes the stealth in that game doable and fun. It's not, you get seen, you're dead. You can, yeah. like, a, a lot That's of stealth That's what I like about it. Is you get seen, and that they the enemies, you know, Swarm you. psychically transmit that to the, all the other enemies in the environment. So even if you are being stealthy, if they see you for two seconds before you put, you know, your dagger in their back, then it's still game over. But well, this this gives you the chance to, oh, I got seen, I have to kill him before he hits the alarm switch. Scooter yeah. and I were actually talking that in Deus Ex, the fiction that's unexplained is some of the soldiers are given psychic powers, but they didn't have no, enough to give all the soldiers psychic powers. Because I remember specifically testing, like, there's a, I want to say... Later, later in the Hong Kong, like I think maybe past Area Fifty One or something like that. But there's a part where you're like in a tunnel, and I was telling Bob, in a tunnel that leads to a really big room where some two guys are on a crane, way across the other side of the room. I have like all like what kind of stealth gear and a silent sniper rifle. I ping one guy and I hit him in the chest instead of the head, so he doesn't die instantly. And even though I'm basically I shot through a tunnel that went into a really big room that they're on the other side of, they still knew exactly where I was because <laughs> I didn't do the kill shot. I'm like, oh fuck you AI. Dude, you're, you're, sometimes <laughs> like sometimes there is like the moment of hesitation when they don't quite know, but sometimes other times it'd be like they just can instantly home in on you, even though in the real world I'm like yeah, there's no way they could figure that out, like where that bullet came from. And the genetic side effect of being able to communicate with each other through minds is uh, poor eyesight. Uh, yeah. You can get yeah. very, very close to these enemies before they yeah. realize it's, something's That's kind of a necessary I'll, thing it is, in any it, stealth did game. They, really. Do they really but, react to the dead bodies of their companions? Because I, I killed an entire room of guards that were holding people hostage. And I was going around talking to the hostage. There's just a, a guard in the corner I didn't kill yet, just hanging out. And didn't even, <laughs> no, even notice me. That's why it's like... It well, kinda, he did notice you. He uh -oh. just decided, you know... I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm, trying, to blend, I'm trying to blend it goes, in. It goes back cool, and forth man. between, like, you know, overly prescient versus, like, a completely imbecilic. Where in this situation like that, or, you know, there'll be two guys next to each other, and you, you do the kill shot on, like, the one on the left, and even though his friend is, like, two feet next to him, but because it's a kill shot... Like the other guy, it dies. doesn't alert him. It yeah. doesn't alert the other guys. I'm like, that happens in games to this day. That that's yeah. not even peculiar. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about the subway, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I had a stray bullet hit one of the TNT canisters, and blew up all of the guards <laughs> and the hostages. <laughs> that happened. To and me. then and then the radio guy is just like, you're not supposed to kill. <sighs> all right, we'll just get in the subway and go meet your brother. And I'm like, yeah. I just like massacred twelve people, and you're just like, bummer. JC, you beautiful <laughs> bastard. By the way, that's a master stroke of symbolism on War Inspector's part. Oh, the JC thing. What's the name of our main character, JC? Draw the illusions yourself, people. Well, I guess it was originally going to be in there as a, as a thing. When they just really? Wrote, they wrote it out. Oh, know. okay. Did, did he make your list of top ten game characters that went the Yeah, I, 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 was, I was meaning to. No, but I need, I need to save something for next year's. We need to make this an annual thing, pissing people off. But I guess, I guess since we've all, we've all played it... Does it hold up in 2011? Would you recommend people play this game oh, again? Yeah. Because oh, it's yeah. really important. Easy. Yeah, It's important. Well, that's it's, the reason. Like, It's an important game. And if you are interested in the craft of game, then you need to... It's still very playable. Like, yeah. I you think need it, I mean, it feels a little dated in that. Because it's a, it was ahead of its time at the time. But now, it's years later. So now it's like, oh, it feels somewhat con contemporary. And like, it doesn't have the kind of frame rate issues of hitch that it did when it came out because, hey, mm -hmm. we were playing it 10 years later. Like, our netbooks are higher than minimal spec of uh, well, what the game was at the time. I think our so. iPhones can <laughs> run Deus Ex now. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. So. so, yeah, play Deus Ex. Do Zix. Do Zix. Do Zix. Or Dusex.
Yeah, <laughs> I had to get sure the time it. too. Every every other guy came in. Dude, do you have two sacks? <laughs> no. Do you have the Matrix for PC? <laughs> Basically, yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up was the fact that I don't think anyone really tried to rip off Deus Ex after it came out. At least not for a while. Not for a while. And the people that did were people like, I think Fallout 3 owes a lot to Deus Ex. Having played New Vegas and... Oh, you mean, I see. Okay, not in, not in storyline or character. Yeah, just, just the way you move around, the way yeah. you interact with things. It really feels a lot like Deus Ex, but um, with a little more interactivity, a little mm. more, like, yeah. a few more bells and whistles. Well, that was another thing that Deus Ex did really well, too, was, was incorporating things like the aiming radical. Yeah. You know, which, which was determined by your stats, but also by, you know, how good you are at actually playing but, the game. That's why playing it this morning was a reminder that Deus Ex was before the, like, right-click to iron sight phenomenon that Call of Duty brought around. So right. just, dude, no, like, your aiming is like there is no like iron sight aim it's like your pistol you just wait for your ridicule to close like a rainbow six game like or yeah. you just lay it down like oh yeah that's right that's how you aim in these kind of games well, I the, you know, there are that. a lot of reasons that that despite the game being incredibly popular it never really influenced a large swath of other games i think i can't i there was an interview i read i can't remember if it was harvey smith or warren specter but they talk about that this was a game this was sort of the last generation of lo-fi Mm-hmm. Um, game games out there that yeah. well, this that, was Unreal Engine, and I think that had already been knocking around for a little while. And that had been, yeah, yeah. been since at least '98. That yeah. by the time you got into the Unreal Two engine that was released in 2001, the number of art assets and uh-huh. the amount of for uh, for planning that you had to do to make a game um, was so high that recreating a Deus Ex like structure with massive environments mm-hmm. and multiple paths was far too expensive and and we had to wait for the tools and the management practices to catch up mm, to yeah. the technology that's, for yeah, them to reattempt something like Deus like Ex. It's, it seemed easy to make a Doom clone and I know Doom is a lot more uh, popular than, than Deus Ex but it seems like it's way more difficult to do a Deus Ex clone or whatever that would be. Were there any games before, I guess, before Fallout 3 or maybe I'm think, not thinking of a closer one that sort of borrowed from Deus Ex, any other first-person RPGs that weren't in a fantasy context? Vampire. Vampire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Vampire. true. Bloodlines. That was, uh, that Bloodlines. was 2004, yeah. correct? Yeah. Okay. That's an excellent example. Yeah. yeah. That was just on sale on Steam. I did not buy it. I was, did. I did. <laughs> it's to- I, it was totally I, worth picking up. I mean, I never really went out for White Wolf angspire stuff but that is as video games go that one's actually really decent okay yeah yeah i, I think mean, Blood, bloodlines was the one i think that a lot of was that was that the one by troika or yeah, yes that, that was troika. troika that okay. was their last game i think yeah. right before they they, they got they went belly up yeah i think the masquerade was like the not very good one but bloodlines i think was like bloodlines the was cold the one. hit one that like oh there's a lot that it's still be. sold for crap and it was yeah. so buggy um, it wasn't fixed until long after. Yeah, and in fact, I, I think the version that they are selling, um, was it was it on GOG or was it on Steam? Steam. Yeah, it was on Steam. Steam. Um, is still kind of buggy, I think. So, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it never got properly patched. There are yeah. fan patches. The fan patch is, is mandatory. So, but, you know, and that does fix just about everything. Yeah. But you have to go looking for it.
And Deus Ex itself has received a lot of fan support over the past 11 years. And maybe uh, Sharky and Mike can comment on uh, some of the many, many mods oh, yeah. which you can use to change the way the game plays and make it look a hell of a lot better than it does now. Now, the only one I had actually uh, to mention at all was the, was the nameless mod, and that okay. finally uh, is is that just totally com completed now? I think. Yeah, I interviewed yeah, just the, recently completed. Yeah, 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 I interviewed somebody from I believe it's called Off Topic Productions. Yeah. Uh, that that game has sixty levels. I'm not sure what they call a level, but that's what was in the press release or whatever. Yeah, fourteen hours of of speech, fifteen hours of gameplay, and it took seven years to create. Uh, I've never played it. I can't speak to its quality. Have you played it, Shark? I have a little bit. I've okay. had a chance to get into it too much. It was just a couple of days ago, and I've had so much other shit to do. Right. But I did, I did look at it, and it is noticeably more attractive. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I even, even the facial animation and stuff is a lot more bearable. Yeah, so. because in Deus Ex, they're basically ventriloquial figures walking around. Yeah, they, they yeah. And they have weird, really weird animations for their face. It reminds me of, like, Fireball XL5 and Thunderbirds and shit, you know, that, that yeah, kind of yes. <laughs> jerky. I'm, I'm doing it right now. And but it, can it, see it, me, it but. looked really good for the time. No, yeah, it did. It, was, it did, it did, but it was still Unreal, and Unreal oh, wasn't yeah. really made but for that. But there was an interview where I remember that um, them talking about, well, they had 12 different mouth shapes, and they were really yeah. proud of the fact, well, we can combine all these 12 mouth shapes to make it look like someone's actually talking. Yeah. Yeah, I, it actually resembles stop-motion animation, the way the characters... It doesn't feel like the game is telling them, okay, lo like, lower your jaw now, or raise your jaw now. It's just, like, switching in between different face shapes on the that's, fly. That's exactly yeah, what it is. Because what there's is. no, like, in-betweening, you know what I mean, between the different animations. It's just, like, yeah. really hard, like... So that looks a little, little weird. Yeah. But, you know, it was them I mean, trying to figure out how to do it. As opposed to, like, Warcraft 3 or Sacrifice or something where it's fully voice acted, but the faces are just going, nah, 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 <laughs> while, they're, while they're talking. Or no one's it's talking. Just, they're just, like, they're just like nodding, nodding their, their head. Nodding their head. Yeah. And, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, was, it was better than a lot of what was out there, but it wasn't, you know, the best. Yeah. yeah. And, and in retrospect, it does look really goofy. <laughs> but yeah, Especially the, the S's, where it's just like, now I see your teeth for the only time ever. <laughs> and they're really weird looking. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the Nameless mod, really, uh, from what I hear, really good. Uh, I read a little about it, and the story is based on the forum this mod came from, mm -hmm. this Deus Ex modding forum. So I don't know if it's just a, a lot of weird in-jokes and I haven't things like that, to but uh, I'd like to hear it, back from you, Sharky, on that. Sure, I, I will definitely okay. return once I get a chance to play through it. Cool. And uh, Mike, so you've been playing through Deus Ex with some graphical mods? Yeah, I found a uh, cool thread on Reddit uh, by the user Billy Blaze. He's done a bunch of uh, mod threads on Reddit before about you know modding Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2 into one game, uh, Jagged Alliance and System Shock 2 stuff. Um, but for this one, he provides like a step-by-step -step guide on like combining a bunch of various mods into De the Game of the Year edition of Deus Ex and creating like trying to like the definitive mod collection. Yeah, 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 basically. And so it's like taking like bits bits and pieces from each of the mods and combining it into one so one of the mods is like new vision which uh adds like a bunch of the, the new text all well, that and hdtp they 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 all kind of like add they bring up the texture res a lot and as well as um the d3 d10 drv yeah um which basically adds DirectX 10 support to any old unreal game and that includes Deus Ex. That and helps so an awful lot, that, too. Yeah. A it, lot of modern video cards, for some fucking reason, choke on that thing if you try to change the resolution too yeah. high or anything. And I don't so really know why that I've is. got it running, like, you know, 
1920 by 1080 and looks great you know i mean it looks it looks as good as it's going to possibly ever look it's yeah. basically what, <laughs> what it. this mod what this mod collection has done it also rescales all the the text and everything too that was the other thing is if you try yeah. to raise the resolution all the text stays the yeah. same size that's you what can't i hate anything yeah i, I really all need... the interface yeah so yeah, it, so uh, the text, the text yeah, and that there is the option of like either having it scaled text or not. Mm. Um, That's excellent. That was a, a large problem with me trying to play the game, is I, I'd be playing it on my TV, which is connected to my uh, PC, and I'd have to sit like a foot away because it's like <laughs> point two point font. Yeah, like on the screen, it's just like a vision test or something that I failed. So. Yeah, uh, Mike is going to give me that link, I hope, afterwards, and yeah. we'll post it in the blog post for this episode. Yeah, it's a it's a really good link. I liked it. I follow, He's got, like, step-by-step -step instructions. Like, it's awesome. Cool. Highly recommend it. Yeah, I'm glad people are out there doing this. It seems like a lot of work that I'm not, you know, cut out for. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, nameless internet people. Anyways. Uh, we'll name them next time. Yes. Well, well, this was, uh, if you didn't hear before, oh, right, this yeah. was Billy Blaze. Thank you, Billy Blaze. One one word, no space, all lowercase. You are my hero for today. So you could search Reddit for his username as Blaze, yeah, yeah, with the, uh, with the Z. There's no extra Y or anything. No, yeah, no, I was just trying to make sure it wasn't like L with a one or anything, but no, it's just Billy Blaze. We are in Girl. your honor, in your debt, Billy Blaze. Next topic is the sequel. Oh right! Invisible I actually want to hear about this. War. I didn't. I read see the it. review earlier. I think. Oh, which which it, review? No, it was. I'm sorry, it wasn't a review. Oh. <laughs> I was just talking to you about it. That's what it oh. was. <laughs> okay, so uh, let me just spat out some uh, details about this game, then we can start talking about it. It came out December second, two thousand three, for Xbox and PC. Scooter. Now, this is very important. He's going to reveal some top-secret information <laughs> unknown until today. Yeah. Quote-unquote unknown. <laughs> We're going to assume it's Uncared unknown. about. Secret, secret information. Scooter. Can you play this on your 360? Yes. I popped the disc in. My 360 says, you know, play Deus Ex Invisible War. I hit the A button. The screen loads up. And it says, error. Cannot play this backwards. It's not. This is not backwards compatible. Might there be an update? And I already updated my system, and there's no update. So hmm. you got. If you have this on console, you gotta get like the original Xbox to play this game. Right. I thought it. I thought it had backwards compatibility. No, nope. I, I had a similar I thing. Did, where I, I did this up. literally last night. And like that my system is, is a bummer. My system is completely updated. Everything. They actually prompted me to update first. So I thought. Oh, this update will have to let me play, and then update to let me know. Like, nope, still can't play this. And this is just something nobody noticed because nobody ever wanted to play Deus Ex: Invisible War again. It's 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 weird because I think the answer to Bob's question is actually like bad game or bad sequel. I think it's more bad sequel because when you look around the coverage of it, it actually if you had no expectations, yeah, I could that's see what it was. People it a who, bit of a break. Not, who were not familiar with the first game generally liked it. And it's yeah. just that people who are coming off of the first game, it's like a massive like kind of step down in terms of like skills and like building and like just it's gameplay really mechanics simple. and everything but, but, it, but it was a massive 
step down in terms of everything like even the scale yeah. of the levels oh yeah like i think we were joking that uh, our cubicle space is bigger than the level of deus ex <laughs> invisible war because it was maybe you could tell it was designed for like the xbox one like the ramp there wasn't that much like vram whatever so a like city a hub level is just like two rooms Seattle's like, all right, I'm going to walk up, and I, I walk across downtown Seattle in, like, less than a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And actually, Harvey Smith, uh, Ryan sent me a video earlier, which was very helpful. It was a five-minute chat that uh, Warren Spector had with him. Harvey Smith is one of the co-designers of uh, Invisible War. He was he, the well, head designer. Oh, he's the head designer. Okay. okay, it goes for, number one, Warren Spector was project lead, creative director, like, just a big cheese, while Harvey was on the lead on the design team. So, okay. Then for Deus Ex 2, War Inspector was kind of like just a produ- more like a producer director role. Where War Inspector became more like a producer, like he still did stuff here and there, but he wasn't actively hands on. And Harvey was promoted to project director or lead, so it's kind of like you know Warren was the director of Deus Ex One, while Harvey was like assistant for deep director of photography. But then for Deus Ex Two, Warren became more like the producer, or like Spielberg, while Harvey took the Michael Bay director role. For okay. That one. Well, he was explaining that it was his first console game, and that was uh, the root of a lot of the problems they faced. Probably. Uh, the first I thing he surprised. said, yeah, but uh, the first thing he said was, "I was going through a very rough divorce at the time," and I was like, "That's all you need to say," <laughs> because I can I can see how a bad game could come out of that. Hey, but yeah, yeah, you see what happens when Dave Sim going through his rough ass divorce oh my for God. service. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it spills out in your work. Yeah. So yeah, uh, basically, I wanted to ask you guys. Um, I guess we decided now it's a bad sequel. Yeah, not a bad game. I mean, well, like, it's also old enough now that there's really not a hell of a lot of reason to go back for it unless you're a completionist. Okay, so the, you would say there's no reason to play the game? Would you scoot? I sure wouldn't. It's I ten know. bucks. It's ten. It's bucks. I got, I got better shit to do, and I think like, everybody I else guess does. As an idle curiosity, or like if it happens to be like a Steam sale where like you get both games for four dollars total, but like, that, it should be a Steam sale where you buy it and then you don't play it because yeah. lots of yeah. I mean. I tried to go back after I replayed Deus Ex a couple months ago. I tried to go back to, to play Invisible War because I remember thinking when the game came out, okay, it's not really the sequel I wanted to Deus Ex, but it's still an okay game. It's not Unlike shit. Unlike the original but... Deus Ex, Deus Ex Invisible War does not hold up okay. yeah. at all. Yeah, it, it like no, it's, it's very much a thing of its flares. time, and it was really. Yeah, but yeah, it had that awesome cinematic intro where like Chicago gets turned into goo, gray goo. Yeah, I was like, because I think that was the first <laughs> that was time. Great. That, was, that, that was the first cinematic. time like in a sci-fi IP like 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 a nanobomb okay. was used as a weapon. Because I think another sci-fi like nowadays like you know movies are like oh nanobombs and black hole bombs like those are kind of cool. But I think it was the first time that kind of thing where like yeah, it's a bomb that nanite particles turn things into like base goo kind of thing and I'm like oh that'd be kind of it's the first time I saw it in the video game context I think but, I think yeah. I think, it was, I think it was before most even like movies so, had, had toy with like so go ahead and things. YouTube the intro for this thing but yeah. you can skip everything yeah after. it's uh, like a pretty awesome thing where like a dude like that is a nanobomb and like all of a sudden like yeah downtown Chicago turns into like yeah. sludge so was Deus Ex 2 the secret of the ooze <laughs> <laughs> I was saving that uh, up go JC go JC go <laughs> Perfect. very nice wow so we're saying do not play Deus Ex Invisible War well, if you really want it's to, not, I mean, if you not, already have it kicking around, if, it's not you know, terrible. It's just oh, kind of not really yeah, relevant, it's, or obviously. It's just like it's just there. Yeah. You know, yeah, but yeah. The more it, it, the more it, interesting game. If you'd I mean, already I've played, hit, I haven't played it, but I've been told like the more interesting game, the unofficial Deus Ex game is Project Snowblind. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that was supposed to be a sequel. A yeah, well, that was, yeah, that was just right. a Deus Ex multiplayer game. Yeah. yeah, and then they decided like, oh, people don't know this IP anymore. Let's just change it completely. Yeah, which made no damn sense, but. That's a bit, a bit, uh, a bit off topic. Deus Ex. I just bought the Game of the Year edition because I have a disc that I bought a million years ago. Yeah. But I don't. I didn't have it at work. Mm. And uh, same situation. Yeah. Me and Scooter both just pumped twenty bucks into Steam <laughs> together. 
so it, it shows with something. Uh, it had something on it called multiplayer mode. How do you play multiplayer in the first day of sex? If I remember what right, even I happens. Could be wrong. It's just deathmatch with RPG skills. Yeah. Uh, okay, what does that mean? So, instead of just, you know, so, like, you still have to wait for your reticle to shrink and stuff, depending on the oh, skills you uh, have. So I thought it was, like, there, there are three <laughs> terminals. Good. Who can hack the fastest? You see each other yeah, in a hallway, and you're, like, with waiting. You're each pointing, and it's, like, my reticle's closing in faster. Oh, I missed. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's all I can see. It's, like, reticle, reticle multiplayer. <laughs> It sounded like that's the last game you would want multiplayer in. No, but it was, but it was in an, it was in an age um, that hopefully we're we're out of. Though, yeah, yeah. Um, depending on you know where where you read reviews on the internet, it, where basically every game had to have multiplayer, otherwise it's half a game, man. Well, uh, it was it was also I, I guess you could you could have used it in the same way you would have sort of Gary's mod multiplayer with console commands. There were so many props and shit in that game that it was actually a lot of fun to horse around. It's like I'm gonna spawn fifty flower pots and we can throw them at each other for no reason. You know that that was that was something. But uh, it just actually, why would you play deathmatch? It's <laughs> so yeah. the, that is the, not uh, the, that is not a strike. Especially when it was in the age of you know Unreal yeah. tournament. And yeah. There was no reason to do that. I bet there are like 12 or 13 people that are still playing Deus Ex Deathmatch. You know, and they're going to be really pissed, yeah. I know. They're going to bomb my fucking house. <laughs> but hey, if you're one of those people, let me know. Because I want to know about this weird-ass <laughs> old mode in this game that really no one plays anymore. And I could be wrong. I, I, I didn't mess around with it much about how it works. But no, I that's cool. seem to remember that that's the case. That it's basically Deathmatch with RPG skills. Hmm. So the consensus is maybe play Deus Ex 2, but don't play Deus Ex 1's multiplayer. Yeah. Okay, we're all good with that. Moving on to Deus Ex 3, Human Revolution. Revolution. And uh, Scooter has played it. Uh, I believe Jose has played some of it, and Jeremy has played it too. But I play a little and bit I'm it. playing and it ooh, right now. Awesome. So oh, Everybody but me. Not to give away too much of the game, but maybe you guys can talk to how it lives up to the first Deus Ex's legacy, and maybe how it corrects some of the problems that we saw in the second. Every room has a vent in it that you yes. can use to go sneaking around. <laughs> One mechanic that I am very surprised... Uh, that is showing up is inventory Tetris. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, like, they, they, I, they brought that back. I, I I I don't know why. Like it's it's kind of a, it's it's. Such I never a, had a problem with that inventory. I'm just I'm so used to Diablo. I don't I don't give a shit. But it's like a game that's coming out today. They purposely brought back inventory yeah. Tetris. They knew that was something they specific because they said that was one of the big choices. Of Deus Ex was. For example, in the first in mission one of Satchelory, like, do you want the rocket launcher? That takes up like freaking eight squares in your inventory. I, I swear to God, care. they want people to have that. Kind they could of have just given it an encumbrance value. I mean, the Tetris thing is unnecessary, but yeah, but I, think it's, it, I think it's kind of sweet. No, I mean, it's it like it is a purposeful visual and like gameplay throwback. Like you gotta have, you got this big old thing of grids, and you gotta like make shit fit in the grids now. But the encumbrance value doesn't quite 
Because if it was just yeah. simply addition and subtraction, yeah, on bulk would not be Which is the what same Fallout thing. does, and I yeah. just like game that system. But this one, you know, Fallout is like, okay, I'll carry, you know, a bajillion like fruit that weighs zero point one, and like, but this one it is like you have to sit there, like the first game, be like, can I fit this goddamn like sniper the rifle, fucking gap gun, into yeah. in the gap gun? Because yeah, like already, and I've only played like maybe the first like six hours of the game. But already, I'm like, I can't carry one of three guns because I gotta figure out which ones I want to carry because there's just not enough room in my mm-hmm. inventory box for that. Like. Do I want the pistol, machine gun, and a shotgun, or do I want that with a sniper rifle? But if I want a sniper rifle, I'm going to have to get rid of like two guns and things like that because it's mm. so damn long. Yeah. yeah. And I swear this is not a stupid question. Where does the main character in Deus Ex Human Revolution keep their stuff? Probably. In subspace? <laughs> or do they have a backpack? Well, he doesn't have it. I mean, well, he's essentially Robocop. Yeah, doesn't okay. he have a Robocop holster like, in his pocket? I, I, I would say, I would say you, you, you could ask the same question. Like, where, where do people Deus Ex keep their stuff in general? Their yeah. Well, they, yeah. Yeah. So my, tra- they have the, duh. My point is, uh, <laughs> in Back to the Future 2, we had self-tying shoes. We had self-shrinking jackets. Why don't we have a self-organizing inventory? I mean, this is the future. Where's the bag of holding, damn it? They had that in the medieval era. <laughs> we lost that technology. So, yeah, yeah, it's also yeah, he, and I've also noticed he kind of has this like reappearing, disappearing trench coat. What? Um, yeah, like like it appears for. Are you sure scenes? it's not just the build that you're playing? Oh uh, my, it, it's very likely the build. You're I'm playing, playing a build that's literally am, three months old. Yeah, so yeah. I am playing an old build of the game. <laughs> yeah. So I am coming across many things. I would say the that biggest can be inconsistent. The biggest compliment I could give it is that there was one time where I needed like get there was some quest required me to go like into some dude's apartment. And there's a couple ways around. There's like, oh, of course, there's a vent. Mm-hmm. Or that could kind of get you circuitous route around it. Or there was a, if you found like the, the coach, the keypad, you can then just use that to open the keypad and go right on in. But I've got to give a credit. This is something I want to test out. I thought, what if I climb to the top of the building near, because it's, it's a gated area, so there is a top. It's just you can't climb that top. But what if I climb to the top of the building next to it? And jumped off that building nice. to go past it. And I actually thought, like, you know what? If it's a big hype, but like I built my Denton dip. If I built no, not Jensen, not Denton, he's Jensen, Jensen in this game. Yeah. If I you know, cause you have to you have to build your character specific ways. Like you have to spend experience points and practice points and whatnot. But if I did the one where he runs and jumps really far and fast and has a parachute, I'm like, I could theoretically just go to the top of the nearby building and jump over to where I need to go. I gotta give a props that the fact that I could kinda conceive think that and think that might actually work. It's kind of a pretty good nod towards like this is kind of the first game because I could think of a weird solution like that besides the obvious like door p- door pad kill a guy or sneak or like go through a vent. I'm like okay maybe I could do it. I don't know if it may may it may not work, but the fact that I'm actually oh. kind of thinking about it is kind of a, my compliment to it at the moment. I was hoping you you would have tried it because I, I'm thinking that there might be an invisible wall there, but you know. Yeah, I unfortunately because I did not I did not I didn't think at all at the time when I was making my character I was just using things like for you know better strength to like do more stuff and hacking so i didn't at all think about using the parachute or the legs because i didn't have a reason to do that but now when i know there, there are tall buildings and things like that now it makes me wonder like when i play that scenario for real this time I might just make one say where i like spend my points on that and see if that works if it does work then i'll be like a huge like holy shit i could jump over i can jump off the roof of buildings this is fairly across. early in the game where you could yeah this that? is the first area Oh, well, then maybe you should try it. Yeah, that's, what, that, that's what it says. Just that at the time, I had already leveled up, so I kind of ah. like go back to... Because the last time I had not leveled up was like in the previous mission kind of thing. Because I that's see. A, but now that I know that's coming up, I'm like, maybe I should save some points and save some for the jumping and the parachuting att- parachuting yeah. ability. I can't help wondering. Any I've game, been, any game with been... an agility stat, you got to love that. Yeah. Or a jumping stat. God, I think, what the hell was it? Uh, Asheron's Call had a jumping stat, even though it was an MMO. 
Oh yeah. So was, what was, did you what did you just, jump for, Joy? There was no reason <laughs> no, for that. I honestly, I, like, I put all my points in that stack. <laughs> yeah, I could, I I could leap over buildings. Come, you know, I was complete awesome. bullshit for anything else, but I could you know make fun of people. I'm sure people talked about me. you in that yeah, game. String heel Jack. It was like, great. Rabbit Boy's back. <laughs> I want that in every game. With the build that I've I've been playing with, um, it was uh, I've been trying to find ways to be like the most like hardcore asshole character I could be. So it's like I would. I would keep reaching for that rainbow. Yeah, so I would grab like an explosive barrel and stealthily carry it <laughs> over towards like the, the pathway that an enemy AI is just walking consistently. And I would place it in his path and then I would go hide behind a box and just wait for him to get close. That then, is amazing. Boom. <laughs> it was going then, that. And so then the AI is like, what? What happened? They come over and they, they check it all out. And then it's as. Uh, as is typical AI fashion. And this might change in the later build, but right now it's still like they'll kind of go back to their normal routine, even though... Oh, Bob's oh, dead. Yeah, oh, well. there's, a, there's an explosion. Our friend is dead. Just another uh, they, they, just have to, just they have to take the numbers to, off the workplace accident. Back, yeah, let me get back to my rounds. I, I know Scooter had a really great story about throwing a refrigerator. What? Can you share oh, that? Uh, okay. Playing Deus Ex 3. Was there an archaeologist in it? Uh, I'll let Scooter no, tell the story. Uh, you're going to like investigate this like uh, dirty cop or something, and you break into his apartment, and he... It, it, it gets explained later, but there's booby traps in his, in his, in his place. And mm-hmm. in his doorway, there's like a bunch of landmines. And I'm like, okay... I'm not skilled enough to well, like. Where do you keep your landmines? I'm not skilled enough to do like what Mike was saying for earlier game, where you can like look at the landmine quick enough and disarm it and like pick it up. I'm like, I don't think I could do that in time where there's like three of them, and I don't have the dexterity to, like move my gate pad around. So what do I do? And I was really, really cheap with my ammunition because I didn't have that much ammunition. So I just said like I didn't want to waste a bullet to blow this stuff up. So like, what do I do? Well, I had recently upgraded my strength ability. I had leveled strength augmentation to carry really heavy objects. So I figure, and you're gonna what, use this, goddammit. So what was, yeah, what was like a big thing that could withstand damage that I could like safely get rid of without thinking about? It? So I like went up to the fridge, and it's an item you could pick up. So yeah, I picked up the fridge, I carried it to the doorway, and I used my ability to pick it up to throw it at the door, and it blew, <laughs> and it because it you know it's a contact mine, so it like went into the room, all the mines blew up, and the fridge was actually like still there. But I was like, yep, I just threw a fridge at a bunch of landmines well, to get. To oh, dispel good. them. Scooter, uh, Punky Brewster's friend was inside that fridge. <laughs> so uh, I hope you're so proud I of yourself. Nobody remembers but that, Bob. I was hoping somebody <laughs> does. So I guess, I guess another comment that that is like, I thought of a very, like, here's my unorthodox solution. Throw a fridge at shit. And it worked. Remember, remember that, kids. Stay out of fridges and also throw them at things. <laughs> Hey, if they can survive landmines better than you. If it's good enough for Indiana Jones, it's good enough for If you listen to a nuclear device, I'm sure it can withstand four landmines on the bed, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I sit by Scooter uh, 1UP, and uh, just seeing him play and hearing him tell me these stories has actually got me really interested in the game. When Before, yeah. I didn't really care about Deus Ex. Yeah. And having played the first level, I'm in the middle of the second one. I'm really enjoying it. I think I'm going to play through the whole game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the, uh, you're, the you're, human revolution. But what's going to be fun is that you're going to run... Because you have Deus Ex 1 fresh in your mind, it's going to, like, the whole, like, prequel, Star Wars prequel thing is going to rear its head where you'll play, if you, you'll watch me play Human Revolution, and there'll be way cooler shit than that because this is a game made in 2011 versus right. a game made in 2000. Like, I was joking, right? I think I asked what developers, like, okay, in Deus Ex, 
Herman looks like a bad Arnold Schwarzenegger for Terminator 1 ripoff. Like, he is an outdated guy that has, like, his skin's peeling and he has bits of his mellow showing there. He's just a big meathead with, like, a couple textures to show he's a robot. Right. And the cyborgs in Day of Sex Human Revolution, their arms transform to guns and swords and shit. I'm like, if Herman could do that in Day of Sex 1, they would never replace it because he would just chop or blow the shit out of everyone. I'm just like little things like that. And there's like, why also, is everybody in the later game obsolete but, uh, compared this, to the prequel? Does yeah. Human Revolution take place? It's a prequel. It takes place. Just, okay. Tw- it, the game Day of Sex 1 takes place in 2052 or something like that. Yeah. Human Revolution takes place in 2027. Isn't yeah. there some excuse like they lost the technology in the they're in that saying, world or the something base, like that? The basic line on the hand waving retcon is they're saying like. You know, it is one of the main things is like it's not the end of the world, but you can see it coming. So there's supposed to be some giant collapse that kind of does a enough of a reset that makes people look kind of busted by the time Deus Ex One hmm. happens. Because I was going to say like, yeah, in Deus Ex One there's like an Ed Two Nine robot. It looks like hey, it's an Ed Two Nine knockup. In Deus Ex Human Revolution, that robot transforms into shit. I'm like, <laughs> wait, how do we go from transforming robots to robot that just walks and? You know, yeah. little goofy things like the that. The maintenance plan was too expensive yeah. on that shit. <laughs> it's like uh, Clone Wars versus uh, New Hope Civil War. Yeah. Mm. So every time this thing breaks, you have to take it back to the Ed store. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. It's worse than AT&T. But the other thing, too, I was, uh, I was talking with a couple guys around here, like, trying to figure out how many parallels I can make to Human Revolution and RoboCop. Okay. And that, you know, main character is injured severely and becomes cyborg against his will. Mm-hmm. Um, Detroit is a location. Oh wow! Right. Um, but those are the only two I have so far. But those are those are and and there's Ed Two Hundred Nine robots. So okay, where is yeah. Frank Miller right now? Yeah. What is he doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, he's working on a RoboCop Four. He's far the fuck away. Yeah, but, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be looking for more parallels <laughs> that we will, may or may not be into. We'll be as the guy from the '70s show in it. No, it doesn't. No. Oh, the dad. Yeah. yeah. The dad. Does he melt? <laughs> These are all very no, important he gets, questions. He gets stabbed in the neck. The guy who gets yeah. his arm chopped off in ER. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Eric's dad gets stabbed in the throat by Robocop. Yeah, with his, with his really awesome USB key. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The super, the super sharp USB Man, device. Man, in the future, universal ports are so fucking cool. I, I really <laughs> wish I had one of those. I can, I can see a future where Mike Nelson is representing Orion Pictures in their lawsuit against the Eidos Interactive. <laughs> Exhibit B. <laughs> the writing's on the wall, people. Uh, so anything else about Human Revolution before we move on? I'm uh, excited. I'm I'm excited. I, am, I am enjoying I am blown away watching Scoot, though, that every time he has to put in a password, it brings up the on-screen keyboard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to, like, boop, 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 the whole fucking thing. And See, it, yeah. Even if you already read it in an email or That's something. That's something that Invisible War did get right, is you didn't have to read yeah. it. If you read it in an email, it would automatically input things. Yeah. Human Revolution's doing the same thing with uh, password key or keypads oh that's what, that's what I like, just said yeah, oh, okay, it's, yeah, yeah. it's baffling well, well at, uh, the, at the very least the if you know it at least it shows right next to it you don't have to like yeah. oh you don't to have another. to look at it and then remember it then. You don't yeah, have to, yeah. you don't, but you still have to put it in with this I know it's still it's still weird it's Why? like it's, it takes us before man the, the technology to like automatically yeah. key it in is not there <laughs> <laughs> but uh I'm not playing until they patch that out <laughs> I'll steal it first but yeah it's like when I when I first started playing like I mentioned it to Scooter and he just says all yep future is golden (laughs) and then i went back and i was like he's right like the gold is everywhere the streets are paved with gold that was a purposeful color that was a purposeful thing our director admitted to it because too many shooters to him look brown so he decided to make gold gold is a kind of brown (laughs) but the the other thing that i the like in terms of a mechanic it's the uh, the melee combat like uh i don't know if there is a melee weapon in the game as much as like it's basically you 
as yeah. being the weapon. Again, your, your arms transform into swords in this game. Yeah. <laughs> you yes. are cooler as a cyborg than you were as a nano guy. I know. You just had a crowbar in game one. No. And yeah. that... And, yeah, well, and, and yeah, the baton. But the, but the melee takedown is an instant takedown, but also they balance that by making it require energy. So that's been yep. a bit of a like brouhaha in forums like oh you can't just indiscriminately melee things but if you could indiscriminately melee things in this new game you basically are like exploring something because it is like an instant win button for things that's why they put that as otherwise they said too much of yeah, a yeah it drains your little battery but then it'll slowly <laughs> recharge and then you can use it yeah. again but you can't so you have to ration your ass kicking yes yes okay. yeah so uh, Scooter are you reviewing it for us uh, we are going to do something kind of different with this review it'll probably be like three different people reviewing it Okay. We'll get to that when the time comes. I should probably add, if you like reading about Deus Ex, buy One Up Presents number two. Because oh, yeah. we have our good share of Deus Ex stories, at least three. One from Sharky, yeah. and I think two from Jeremy. I should know this. I edited the damn thing. But uh, <laughs> it's a great magazine, guys. And so is issue one, also on sale forever. <laughs> so please buy them so we can keep doing it. We like to make them. I sent you guys an email because a thing with Deus Ex and me, which I mentioned before, is that it took me so many tries to get into this game mm-hmm. over the past 11 years. Uh, I had that exact same experience. I okay, think that might cool. actually be almost universal. Wow, yeah. Um, I mean, this is probably the sixth time I've tried to play it, and this is the time that it stuck because I had to tell myself this is not Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. You cannot play <laughs> it like Metal Gear. So once I learned it was okay to kill people, I had a good time. <laughs> And now I'm going to play through the whole game. That's, it's like life. It's yeah. okay to murder. Okay. Yeah, that, that's the lesson I walked away with. Now, I'm usually a pacifist in games. Like, in, in all the Metal Gears, we can get away without killing anyone. I never kill anyone. Mm-hmm. Just because you're really rewarded so, for it. So when you finished Metal Gear 3, did you think of the sorrow? Was that like a cakewalk? You just like walked oh, down the river? No, I told you. Uh, I think so. But I, I killed to the two guards at the beginning of the game with bees. And the game credits you with that death. And oh. I say, it was the bees, man. That's not but, fair. We have, yeah. When the bees go to the afterlife, they have to deal with that shit. Yeah, so uh, I killed two guys in Metal Gear Solid 3 on accident. I was actually really embarrassed to realize I killed almost everybody by stabbing them in the crotch. Because <laughs> everybody walking toward me was holding their crotches. I'm worthless now! <laughs> they, they actually said that. It was they more, did, yeah. yeah it was, it's kind of haunting. It was disturbing. But after like a half hour of walking by guys doing that, I realized that maybe I might be a little childish. Yeah. So when you realize you can just kill yourself straight off the bat. Yeah. And yeah. not have to deal with it. Like, well, I, I, I didn't realize that was what was going on. Because, you, you know, I didn't read a strategy. You, you went down the parade of castrated men. Yeah. Now appearing in your city. So, yeah, Deus Ex was my choice for this one. I can name a few more, but I don't know. Do you guys have... Games that you've had to try to start several times yeah. until you finally did, and then you just rolled right along they, through it? Yeah, exactly. They, they could either be that, acclaimed that or, you know, just some weird thing that you eventually hooked you. So do you guys have any... any uh, I know one I'm planning to do. I'm not, not one I'm actively doing right now, but I'm planning to finally get through Shadow of the Colossus because of the HD 
re release. Ah, yeah, okay. that's a good like, excuse. That would be on my list when I Is that something that. you started playing a bunch of times oh, no, and just I've, never got into? Yeah, because um, I'm, I'm really superficial when I played it on the PS2. I got through like maybe the first five or so. I think I got the, one, the last class that I did was the flying one, which I think is a fifth or sixth one or something like that. And I was just like, wow, this game is kind of chuggy. Cause, because it, it was kind of pushing <laughs> the PS, mm. PS2. And I was like, I am a superficial asshole like that. I like playing 60 <laughs> frames per second games. And this was kind of slow. I was like, I respect you, but I'm just not be, really able to grip with it right now. I didn't have the time. And now, it, an eco coming in HD. I never finished that one either. So I will now get through those games thanks to Sony re-releasing them. Now, did you also have a problem with eco? Because that was one of the PS2s uh, early on. That was no. one of the prettiest games on that system. I mm. didn't have that exact issue. Eco, I just, I think at the time I just didn't really have time to play. I just like I was just preoccupied with other things because I can't. You know, I I am not able to be a man of all games. I have to. I have to like eat and breathe and sleep. At and some also point, back in back in 2000, weren't you Terry PC games? Win. That's true. Right. Actually, when Eco's yeah. release, I was like a total PC dude. I didn't. You become... get stuck in a niche, and then you don't get to play anything else. I was nothing but open world games and MMOs for a long time. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like I didn't. I mean, I honestly didn't get. You know, I had. I always played PS2 games from like visiting my friends stuff. I didn't really get a P a PlayStation Two until I worked at the official PlayStation Mag in 03. That's why I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably buy one of these, huh? I work here now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so I so I experienced Eco, but I never actually finished it all the way through or anything. So now it's like. Hey, they're being re-released. I did something similar with God of War, where I I finished God of War one at the time when I was over to PlayStation Five, but I never played two. And then I viewed three plus like one and two collections. Like I might as well you know just go finish these games in like high definition on my PS3 right now. Yeah, I think these PS3 collections give everyone a good chance to go back yeah. and visit some of these games, like Sly Cooper, so, Metal Gear coming actually, soon. You know, Sly, that's another thing. Like Sly Cooper, I finished one and two but not three or Are something worth playing? So, i never did i would uh i don't know what scooter thinks but i think two is the one you should play yeah okay. two definitely i haven't played enough of three to judge it but i got the sly cooper trilogy on in um, from the collector it was well, one so. of those things i looked at and i was like oh goofy mascot yeah you know, yeah i don't blame you but yeah so i guess i'm a i'm a handful of just sony hd sony <laughs> hd versions of things that were old on the ps2 speaking, <laughs> speaking of perspective did you ever see the uh, the early video of ico for ps1 I think no. I did a long time ago. Yeah. It actually looked really good. Yeah, surprisingly. it still did. I, yeah, it, it 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 upgraded very well. Even those uh, Shenmue Saturn videos looked okay for what they were. Yeah, yeah. I so, was I was impressed. But anyway, yeah, uh, Mike, did you have a, a pick? I had I had two in the past year. Um, one of them was uh, hardware limitation. I finally played through Crisis. Uh, oh, okay. Um, I know it's not like retro retro, no, but, yeah, but just... it is like one of those landmark games I always hear everybody talk about, and I'm like, I'd love to play that. So it wasn't until I was able to build my new rig that I was able to actually, because it's sort of like Scooter, I was like, I could play it on my old laptop. If it was outside in cold weather? Yeah. And, yeah. And like, <laughs> Go so to it's Antarctica. Not, it's, not it's 300 below, but I can so play Crisis at yes. 60 frames. Um, but uh yeah, I mean, I, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this to myself. I'm going to wait until I have a proper computer with, like, awesome graphic card, and I can play this game how it's supposed to be. And I played Crisis, and I was blown away. I was just like, this is really and, awesome. Why aren't more first-person and shooters, actually, like, following a lot of the things in that, this game? To circle back to Deus Ex, that game is, like, every mission is, here is point A where you are. Here's point B. 
whatever you want to do to get to point B, do it. Yeah. So you but it, get, until you do that for the first level, you, yeah. you just I mean, you until, don't there's a point in the game where you realize that it becomes like a Call of Duty knockout where everything's super linear passage where you are literally confined in a corridor. But that's what annoyed me so much about the very last level in the game. That's, it's it's so irritating. That, that's a that's a popular complaint. But in the open in the first like two thirds game where it's just in the jungle, it is kind of the exact thing that you just have a lot of tools and figure out how you want to use them to like get yeah. stuff. Like why? It's it's a shame that Warhead followed more in the mold of the latter part. Of yeah. Crisis yeah. than it yeah. did in the part, and then Crisis Two was this weird amalgamation. Like there hasn't yeah. been any game I think that's as open it's, as Crisis since yeah. Crisis. Yeah, I mean, and I, it almost falls Day Six Legacy. Just that, like, you have a lot of tools. Just figure out how you want. You gives play a lot of choice in how to use tools. Like my proper thing, Crisis was to put a whole bunch of explosives in a truck, drive the truck invisibly, so that <laughs> when I jump out of the truck, nobody could see me, so they don't know where I am, and the truck crashes and blows up and hits a bunch of guys and stuff yeah. like that. Hmm. Yeah. I think Crackdown accomplished that almost as well. Yeah, but, cra- yeah. yeah Crackdown is a very my, different sort of game. Yeah. And uh, <coughs> my other title, and I'm going to get... I'll see how much flack I get after I announce it, but I had started and stopped playing this game so many times, and it wasn't until... Like six months ago, I sat down and I was like, damn it, right now, today, it's going to happen. And I finally finished, uh, I played all the way through Monkey Island. Oh. Way to go. Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> yay, yay. Because I had always started and just always stopped like halfway. Like when I had the, mm-hmm. like, the Sword Master trials, I okay. was just like, ah, ah, no, no. And then I was... I don't know what came over me. It's so not... I'm guessing you played the special edition? It was, yes, the uh, special with edition. With the new graphics on or off? I kept going back and forth the whole time. Okay. <laughs> well, like, nothing I, I, seemed definitive yeah, to you. Yeah. Yeah. The good thing about the second special edition uh, for Monkey Island 2 is that you can play with the new music and the old graphics, which, in my opinion, is the best way to do it. Because but mm-hmm. Monkey Island's the one where you wouldn't want the new, new music. Uh, both of them have really great remastered soundtracks. No, yeah, Monkey Island 2, Monkey Island Frank, 2. Frank's big deal is that 2 didn't use the IMU soundtrack nearly as well in the, in the newer version. Right, it? right. Uh, we somehow lost the technology, IMU's yeah. technology. I think the tracks themselves are fantastic, uh, re- remakes of that music. They just don't have the same interactive quality as the original songs did because they're not running on a music what? engine. They're actually pre-recorded tracks. What was weird is when I played Monkey Island Special Edition 1 for review... I had played that game so many times that it's not quite as, as... I knew someone else who had a more impressive version of the stat, but from muscle memory, I was actually able to go to where X marked a spot, but I didn't have the shovel at the time. <laughs> so I went in there, and I was like, okay, I have the X, but I, don't have, I, didn't, I had not bought the shovel at the time, so I, like, I, can't, I can't take the treasure right now. Can like, you I, get the shovel without the head and then go to where X marks the spot and still progress? I'm trying to remember if, like, if you can weirdly sequence break that. I don't remember... You know, I just remember thinking, like, I'm just going to go go walk around this map, and also I'm like, hey, wait, I'm, I'm where the treasure is. You know, oh, this shit. seems like a last Starfighter scenario. Did pirates from space come down and say, like, you're ready to find space treasure? <laughs> you know, come so, aboard. Someone else said, like, the other the other real test of, no, of playing Twitch Monkey Island is that if you could get to the Swordmaster without using without following Herb and Toothrot, like, I was without following the guy. Yeah. Which I was like, yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't able to do that at the time. I think I still had to like do the fight. But yeah, I found also I'm like clicking around. I'm like. Man, this must be some weird ass instinct. Because here I am at the X work spot on for on Melee Island. I'm like, ah shit, I didn't find the shovel yet. This is dumb <laughs> of me. I, so, hadn't, you know, I hadn't even bought like the map with the dance directions or anything yet either. I was just like, here I am. I, I went like left, right, left, right, and like the right sequence of stuff. And da da. Uh, so, have you played any other Lucas Arts games, Mike? 
Oh uh, yeah, I loved uh, Full Throttle, Grim Fandango. Okay, so the, yeah. the genre is not new to you. You just never went back that Correct. far. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, I'm glad that you played Monkey Island. Thank you. Uh, next next up would have to be the dig. Okay. You don't <laughs> you gotta work your way through. <laughs> just keep going back. Yeah, I personally don't recommend the dig. Well, here's the thing: you can or Loom. The Loom, I think, is more interesting to play. Yeah. The dig. The dig. The only thing I really liked about the dig was that like Robert Patrick was in it, and that you could tell like they kept on advertising Orson Scott Card wrote the script. And right. it's very obvious when you play the game that the, he only wrote the script for the alien you talk to. Because that's the only thing that sounds remotely like anything from like Ender's Game or anything else. Oh. Everything else sounds like Boxster and Avengers stuff. So I'm like, oh, okay, this one of those, like, he wrote it, but he, like, wrote literally, like, here's one set of dialogue, which equates to, like, maybe, like, you know, 50, you know, four pages of, like, dialogue and, like, a script or something like that. And, you know, he got his paycheck. Apparently, Orson Scott Card wrote the insults in the insult sword fighting part of Monkey Island 1. What? Yeah. Really? Really? I had never, yeah. heard, I had never heard that. This is not, like, some bizarre urban legend. I think he's actually credited in the game. Okay. You're shitting me. I yeah, it's that. like, hey, Ender's Game guy, <laughs> we're making a pirate game. Original ver- release of Monkey Island one on floppy was ninety. Okay, oh, okay, yeah. we were both wrong. I was right. Indeed. Split the difference. <laughs> anyway. CD-ROM version is ninety two. Ah, ah, I see. That would do it. So, Sharky, game you oh, God. had to bash uh, your head against until it was a bloody mess. Most. Um, let's see. You could throw in just about every Sierra adventure game honestly i played all of those to death but never finished hardly any of them <laughs> until you know maybe a couple of years ago i think i finally got around to finishing space quest one. Oh wow you know because it was just this one thing i like i forgot to pick up the broken glass from the crash crash spaceship and i figured i was just oh. stupid was that you the know? thing that like if you didn't do was that the thing like you had to do from the very beginning that would screw you there over were a shitload of yeah. things you had to do from the that very beginning Sierra, that was that sierra. was like the standard sierra thing that, at the that, time that, so whole trope continued all the way through the last King's Quest game in yeah. 1998. Yeah. Mask of Eternity had <laughs> items that if you didn't pick up, you would screw yourself later It's a damn shame. I did love Sierra Adventure games. It's just there was always I, one thing I didn't do. I remember I like, never realized. dying in King's Quest 1 because I did not type in play flute at some <laughs> yeah. point. And I was like, wait, I'm dead now? It's like, wow. <laughs> King's Quest 5, you didn't, you didn't throw the, you didn't, you know, click on the pie and click with the Yeti fast enough. Instant death. <laughs> And it's too bad. Let's see. Uh, every MMO, probably. I mean, I, I, I'm thrilled to death that WoW is free up until level 25, because as far as I'm concerned, that means it's fucking free now. Mm. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I think I've played w- one character to a level cap in an MMO ever. And, wow. Well, no, a couple when I was reviewing them, but that was just because I had to fucking do it. I can see Otherwise, it. I, can... I, I just get bogged down once that, that curve starts hitting the vertical part. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's just no damn fun for me after that point. I'll just make characters and play them to level 25 over and over again. Right. But and That end game stuff. I don't know. I see a book about this, Sharky, in your future. Games I haven't finished? Well, no, just a book of uh, like the almanac of MMOs. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, you know, I played damn near everything. Yeah, it sounds like, like Even it. Like the free Korean shit. Or um, Oblivion was the other one that it, I, I, I think I started that like mm. nine times. And I think it was because the character generator, I wasn't quite sure what I was doing. <laughs> And I realized that you can reassign everything once you go out there, but I would go and I'd run around and I would like notice that the skills I tagged weren't leveling, and I, I just so I, I would look up a guide on like how does leveling in Oblivion work, uh. and I felt like I was studying for a PhD, <laughs> you know, it was, it, and I just I ended up finally downloading a mod that made it not retarded, right? And and then I ended up playing it. But have you ever actually? Tr- made sense out of how no, no, the leveling I, works I, in Oblivion? I only started playing uh, those games with Fallout 3. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's completely different, and it makes no fucking sense. Damn. It's, it's bizarre. Like this, this, I, I'm not even going to try to explain okay. it, because honestly, I can't even remember. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's just nonsense. So Sharky it's, picks... It's, fucking, it's the Calvin Ball of RPGs. But so you, uh, all of these all these games, you would not recommend any of them then? Oh, I would, I would highly recommend all of them. Okay. <laughs> 
I, I enjoyed them immensely. I mean, once I got past that that hurdle, right? You know, I, I had no. Was you remember to pick up the broken glass or play the damn flute? <laughs> yeah, that kind of shit. Game. Play the flute, Brian. What about you? Oh God, uh, Final Fantasy VII. I think I started a few times uh, before I eventually powered through it, just because I think. For me, the game kind of ran out of steam once you're out of... I, I know that's where the game really opens up, but then yeah. it's also where, where you do I go? You stop giving a shit, really. It becomes yeah. a, just another fantasy game. It be, yeah. It's less like all that attractive, cool stuff they put in the commercial and more like, go to Funtown, get your swords. I think I, I <laughs> started and stopped Super Metroid a couple of times before I ever beat that, too. Um, sometime, and probably because I ended up brute forcing my way th- my first playthrough of Super Metroid I can't remember exactly what it was but I ended up brute forcing my way through a few sections to the point where unless I knew what I was doing without getting the proper tools you know those crazy stuff that you do for the speed runs okay uh-huh. I did on accident <laughs> and then oh. couldn't progress oh sequence breaking yeah so, that's the worst and so uh, Super Metroid I started a few times um, but there's still others that I should go back and play that I'm like I've never really gotten past the first level of Vampire bloodlines hmm. like i play it and it's just like i know the promise of this really cool rpg is there but the i could give a fuck about the universe yeah yeah, yeah it's it's not a lit try playing as a malkavian it makes it a hell of a lot more entertaining <laughs> I, I thought anyway is that the one where like they're crazy, yeah it's all basically? insane dialogue okay. options it's, it's like playing as, as a borderline oh. retard to fall out. okay that's, it's, that's, it's that's that kind of thing yeah it's like yeah. it's just the whole vampire thing I don't know. If the, the fiction turns me off. Like I have a really hard time. Like I hear Donald War Two is this great game, but uh-huh. the Warhammer fiction and the writing is just so. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's so it's so goofy. It's like there's like single player in Warcraft games. I always felt the same way. Like, like, who are these people? War- Why do I care about Warhammer? Them? Like, I just want to make blimps and shit. Space Marines. They're like they're eight foot tall guys with like three hearts and like you know, no <laughs> testicles or distractive or like. Killing things. I just like go around ripping stuff. The football players of the future. I just feel that there's that sometimes and and 40k like Dawn of War (laughs) One. I didn't have this problem with, but when I tried Dawn of War Two, I felt like there was no irony or self awareness in the writing. It was all very yes, we're hardcore space marines and we're serious. Yeah, I think eventually it ended up becoming so ultra black that it just wrapped right back around to whimsical. We'll hate to rush us along, but we are almost yeah. out of time. I have the announcement of one secret segment that oh. I did not tell anyone about. What? Sneaky. We're trying to get the community more involved, and of course we have our call-in episodes, which are going to happen probably about... We're going to split the traditional and call-in episodes down the middle. So there will be two regular episodes a month, two call-in episodes a month. All right. But I also want to have a letter segment. Okay. And because we're a retro podcast and email's boring, I want people to write in real letters and or postcards to Retronauts. Oh. And I will give you the address because it's on Google Maps making it street legal. 
<laughs> Please send questions, comments, goodies, booze, or envelope art. And this is very important. Envelope art is a lost form that we don't see anymore. So when you send in your letters, please draw draw a really horrible Chun-Li on it, uh, Goku with another character you would never be with, uh, Mario with a distorted face, or if you have actual skill, make something nice. But make sure it doesn't look like, a, you know, you're, you're sending it from, like, a terrorist uh, headquarters or something like that. Please send your missives to Retronauts, care of Bob Mackey, that's me, M-A-C-K-E-Y, IGN.com, 625 2nd Street, 3rd Floor, San Francisco, California, 94107. Let me say that again. You know, you can go back in time five seconds in your iPod, but I'll say it again. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Retronauts, care of Bob Mackey, IGN.com, 625 2nd Street, 3rd Floor, San Francisco, California, 94107. Like I said, if you send us a letter, we'll probably read it, or we'll at least talk about you and make fun of the thing you sent us. So everybody wins. All right, guys. Yay. Thank you for joining me today, talking about some Deus Ex. Thank you. It's going to be a long one, so I hope uh, listeners at home enjoyed it, and look forward to next week's episode, which will be Super Nintendo, and get your questions or insults ready for that. I can't wait to get like, envelopes with Sonichu on them. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yes. Sonichu art is... is uh, preferred later guys